Welcome to Cycle Breakers and Moneymakers, a podcast for women of color and first gen who are breaking generational cycles and glass ceilings by going places no one before them has ever gone. I'm your host, leadership coach and eldest daughter of immigrants, Mariella Delamora. I left a 16 year marketing career to create a multiple six figure a year coaching business as a single mom. Each week, you'll learn how to build unshakable self trust, become in demand, lead with confidence, and make more money by being more of who you are. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cycle Breakers and Moneymakers. I'm excited to share this with you today because not only is it a time of reflection for me, and I think I just I want to share all of this with y'all. It's also my birthday, the day that this episode comes out. So I've just been in reflection. I don't know about you guys, but whenever my birthday comes up, I think about you know, where I was last year, what was my day-to-day life, what were my problems a year ago, what were my goals and like my desires, and then kind of where I am now. And I think when I do that, I really recognize that like I'm always expanding, that the things that seemed really difficult or insurmountable or the things that I was worried about, like those problems are just different problems now and that I'm a different person, right? And I think that doing that regularly just really reminds me of like, don't always be wishing to be somewhere else because when you're somewhere else, you're going to just have different challenges. And that everywhere you are, like wherever you are right now, whatever those challenges are, just preparing you. So I really wanted to talk today about what self-trust and capacity looks like for me in a multiple six-figure business and how I continuously grow that because it is a, it's a continuous journey, right? Like we as entrepreneurs, really choose the road of discomfort. We choose the road of expansion. So we are like rubber bands and we are just like opting in to be like, I'm in this life of of being stretched and being uncomfortable. And I think, you know, like I said, birthdays are a really good time to do that. I'm also in this reflective period as well because I'm recording this from Nashville, Tennessee, where I've been all week at my coach's live event. It's four separate days of all day coaching. So we've finished the first three days. Today is a break which is why I'm recording this episode. Otherwise, I would be in the conference room. We're pretty much in there from like 9 to 6.30 every day. And then, you know, meeting people, socializing, all the things. I'm also about to kick off my live event for my Mastermind Reclamation next weekend, which is so wild. So this episode comes out January 31st. Reclamation live event is February 3rd through 5th. It's just a lot of reflection. Like I said, birthday, being coached right now, planning my event. I'm literally like, wow, a year ago, I was preparing for my very first live event for my mastermind. And a live event is essentially like the very first day that you sort of kick off a new group where you people get to know one another, you introduce the most important concepts, you teach a little bit, people make decisions. So exactly a year ago on my birthday in 2023, I was so nervous because I had never led my own group before. I had never done a live event. I was just so like, in my head and just very anxious about like whether or not I was going to do a good job. And now that this is my third one, but it's in person, I think like, oh my gosh, first of all, I never could have done something in person. It would have just freaked me out. It would have been too much new, too much new at once. But I can fully appreciate and like think that version of me for, for taking that leap that was so uncomfortable for her because she paved the way for this version of me to be sitting in the discomfort that I'm sitting in now. Right. Um, so we're always like, we always want to be somewhere else, but how often are you thinking past version of you for even being like where you are now, right? 
So I just wanted to share a little bit about what self-trust looks like in a multiple six-figure business, some of the scenarios that have like come up, and then just kind of share maybe some things that you might see yourself in to just kind of show you like, just keep going. Make sure that you are not left alone with your thoughts because this is the one thing of, you know, a lot of how I process self-trust is that I don't just keep the doubts and the fears to myself. I have coaches, I have a community, my friends that I am able to lean on. And that just really normalizes things rather than seeing like the self-doubt as a reason not to do something. And you're able to just like process the emotion that comes from that. I want to just share how last year I made the self-trust behind making some of the biggest investments in my business at a time where I was making the least amount of money and the self-trust behind deciding to throw a live event in person in Mexico City, even though I don't know how my launch was going to go. And the self-trust behind showing up to a mastermind where I don't know most people and knowing that I have my own event coming up in a week and just the self-trust behind like it's all going to get done. And then also just the self-trust behind like me going into this this event in Mexico that I'm throwing that I've never done an event before. And just how I'm navigating through some of those and really some of the past, like what I, you know, quote unquote failures that have prepared me for this because it really will flip like how you see failures on its head when you realize like if it wasn't for those tough times or if it wasn't for those things, this would feel so much bigger. So I really had to trust myself towards the end of last year because I knew at the end of last year that um, I had to make some investments in my business because I was letting go of an offer that was selling very well, which was one-on-one coaching. And in order for me to do that, I had to nurture my mastermind, right? And really like pour into that. And part of that is serving at a bigger level. So I knew that, okay, what I was doing got me there, but now I had to figure out like, how can I serve on a bigger level? Does my brand match the quality of coaching? Would this attract new people? I just knew like my business was telling me, number one, you need a rebrand. You're ready for a professionally designed website and a rebrand. I obviously had no problem selling, but I was going to sell to a a bigger audience. And so that required that. So my business was telling me I was ready for a rebrand. My business was also telling me I was ready for a podcast because if I'm going to serve more people, I needed another platform for that. And I also knew that I didn't want to launch a podcast until I can outsource it and actually have a podcast manager because a podcast is like its own brand that you have to grow, right? And it requires a lot of things. So I, I was able to make those decisions independently of like, what does my business need? What is it ready for? And then coach myself or get support around the investments. I also at the time decided to invest 25K in my current mastermind that I'm in. So that's $25,000 for six months. I'd never invested that amount of money, but I knew that my business needed it because what the program promise was and who the coach was, was exactly what I was looking for. And so of course I had thoughts at the time about like, all of this money. like I literally had never invested more in a short amount of time. And all that money had to leave my bank account or get put on on credit cards. Not that I would advocate for anybody to do this, like investing tens of thousands of dollars at the beginning of your business. But the risk is relative to, in a way, like my self-trust that I had built through time and failure. Not even necessarily failure, but that's the thing is that you'll take bigger risks when you have more experience navigating it in the past. So this is just what it looks like in a multiple six-figure business for you. That might mean making a 5K investment in something when you only have that much in your account, right? And figuring out, okay, do I want to put this on a card or whatever that is? Or it might mean, you know, making a decision to like leave your job or making a decision to create a new offer or making just making a decision. That's really how I anchor in 
to making decisions now is separating what do I need and what does my business need versus the investment. And then saying, regardless of how I feel about the investment, does that change that I think that this is the best decision for me? That do I need this? Does my business need this now? And then just going from there. And it paid off because I don't think that I could have had the results that I did in my launch if I hadn't made those decisions. Because if I knew that I wanted to hit bigger goals, that's the thing. If you know you want to hit bigger goals, you have to do something different. So in the past, what I did was I sold to people who knew me. I didn't have a sales page. I didn't even have the offer on the website, right? So naturally, the people who signed up for the offer were people who knew me already and and actively followed me on social media, which is the only place you can find information. So if like you think about it, I wasn't making it easy for new people to find me and trust me and learn about me and feel safe and clear to make this decision because I wasn't giving them a lot of as many options for them to do that. They'd have to like follow me and then just figure it out that way. Now, I thought about if I'm trying to reach twice as many people, how am I making it easy for them to make that decision? So one of those things that I knew that I needed was a brand that represented the quality of the program, the quality of my coaching, a website and a brand that represented my clients that I've served, right? So I was thinking about their shopping experience and just being like, what would I need to see? I would need to see like, does this coach look legit? Who have they worked with before? What results have they gotten? Are those the results that I want? Do I see myself in their current clients? Where can I learn more about this person? If they only had an Instagram page and I didn't know them, I don't know that I would feel super safe to make the decision. I would immediately look and be like, do they have a podcast? Because that's how I make decisions, right? When I've invested in coaches, I love to go and listen to their podcasts, kind of see how they think. And so I was like, okay, I know that I need a podcast because it will help my clients. I can serve them on a bigger level and that's going to help them decide whether or not they want to work with me. So all of my thoughts at the time were like, if I want to call in more clients, what does that require in my actions now? So had I not invested in the rebrand, had I not invested in hiring a podcast manager, doing all that work, I couldn't have had a 176K launch. I couldn't have invited 17 people in because the majority of them weren't folks that I like chatted with. I, did, I wasn't familiar with all of their names yet. And that means that those things did their job. And every, almost every person or many of the people said that they listened to the podcast and they quoted certain episodes, right? So that self-trust paid off. But even if the launch was smaller, it still would have been the right decision. And that's what I had to sit with at the time, that even if the launch was smaller and I enrolled fewer people than I did in the previous one, still would have backed up that decision and thought it was the best time. And that's important with self-trust. It's regardless of what happens, how do you feel about your reasons? What are your reasons for wanting to do this? If it doesn't turn out the way that you think, would you still think it was the best decision? Because we can't make decisions based on it's only good if it works out. Because if you're sitting with it's only a good decision if it works out, it's just going to keep you from making the decisions that you need to make because it's generally not going to work out always exactly the way that you thought, but there's always a value in that. So that's an illustration of really like six months of kind of scary stuff of like sitting, investing, investing money, investing time, making decisions, but really thinking about how does a coach with an almost multiple six-figure launch, how are they serving? How are they being seen? How are they presenting themselves to the world? What is the information? What is it that I need to put out into the world? It ended up being, like I said, my, my biggest launch. But again, even if it wasn't, it still would have been the, the best decision. So that's one self-trust story. Another big one was me deciding to have 
a live event in person in Mexico. Like that was really scary because at the time that I made the decision, my business wasn't bringing in that much money because I I had to stop selling one-on-one coaching. I didn't have to, but I chose to. And I just remember thinking, what if only five people sign up? What if only three people sign up? And I had to go there with my brain. I had to go there with all of the fears. And then I had to be like, okay, why do you want to throw an in-person event? And then all my reasons were about my clients. They were like, I was like, this is going to be the best thing for them. They're going to meet. They're going to get to know one another. They're going to get to know me. Like I'm going to get to be able to serve them on a deeper level. They're going to bond. They're going to create connections that are going to last them the next, you know, 12 months and forever, hopefully. And I just was like, I still think this is the best decision because I think about how I would want to experience a mastermind and how I think this was going to just get them better results. And so I was like, okay, that's the only thing I need to know. I'm going to decide. I'm going to find the location. I'm going to book it and I'm going to tell people. And that was so scary because it was like, once I decided to tell people, I was like, I can't like go back on it now. But I had already decided it was the best decision because I liked my reasons for doing it. And I just had to go and answer all of my individual fears around, well, what if five people joined? It's like, okay, if five people join, then they're going to have the most amazing intimate experience. Okay, what if it's more expensive than you thought? Then I'm like, okay, then it's going to be an expensive lesson, but I can make decisions to like cut expenses here and there, right? It's not going to break my business. I had to be like, this is not going to break my business. It's okay. So that's part of how I built self-trust is like answering all of the what ifs. Because if you don't answer the what ifs, the what ifs stop you because you're not answering them. So sometimes you think like, oh, well, and I just shouldn't do it because I have all these unanswered questions instead of just answering the questions of like, well, what would you do? So are you right now sitting on something you want to do that you know is the best thing for you? And if it were, let's say if it were free, whatever, and you knew it was going to work out, like if you knew it was going to work out, would you do it, right? And then what if it didn't exactly? Would you still think it was the best decision? So are you sitting on something right now that you don't have all the answers to? that you could just answer the question and maybe you just go ahead and do it because it's never going to feel comfortable, right? So that's how I decided to have a live event because really I I was just like, I think this is the best decision for uh, the best experience for my clients and I have my own back regardless of what happens. And that was really the only information that I could possibly have at the time, right? Because I couldn't wait to have the launch and then decide to have a live event because you need to plan that months ahead of time. Because part of how people decide is like, do I want to fly to go to an event or am I going to attend virtual? Like all of this, they needed to have this information beforehand. So that was another huge decision. And I think there was also a lot of self-trust that I, you know, that's kind of playing in motion right now around a live event because I've never thrown one before, but you're going to do a lot of things in your life, in your business that you've never done before. And that's not required. Part of how I built the capacity to even throw an event of this magnitude for 17 people in another country when I haven't done it before, I just knew that like my deep sense of responsibility to my clients was going to be, that's going to be enough. I try to over deliver on everything that I do, but I'm like, even if I fail in my mind, it's still going to be really, really good because I'd beat myself up a lot. And it's just like, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And you know, part of how I navigated that was like, okay, how about if I don't do everything myself? Sometimes with something that you're afraid to do, you also can ask yourself, like, how can I go into this better resourced, better supported, so that it becomes less about having all the answers and less about things working out and more so about preparing 
for what happens when inevitably things go wrong, right? So it's almost like if you weren't sure what the weather was going to be, how would you pack? If you didn't know if it was going to storm or sunshine, and we can say this relative to like risk, because sometimes we think something's going to be this huge like risk and it's really not. But if you didn't know what the weather was going to be like, think about this and the thing you're going in. How would you pack? What would you, what would you do? Right. You just have to come up with contingency plans. You just have to make some decisions about like, what would you do? Instead of me going into it being like, yes, I'm going to do everything myself. I was like, you know, there's so much, there's already enough new happening here that I'm going to hire someone to help me. I'm going to make sure that I give myself plenty of time to like make all the decisions. So this has been an event that's been planned since October. And as much as it feels like it's big right now, I can see that like my capacity has grown to be able to handle the number of details because I have the team that can help me handle the number of details. If it was just me a year ago where I had only one assistant on my team, I couldn't have done this, right? You almost have to like earn the problems you have right now or the challenges you have right now or the number of decisions that you have to make right now and learning to love where you are and learning to love where you are no matter what because every single stage a future version of you is going to thank the version of you today for working through the problems that you currently have. Guaranteed. It's it's hard to see it now, but like you in January 2025 is going to be looking at January 2024 you and looking at the things that you were afraid of or the things that felt hard and be like, wow, those things feel so much smaller now or a little smaller than they did back then. And I think that perspective helps to ground me. And I wanted to share that with you because I think that we're constantly, like I said, we're always increasing our capacity to just take on bigger risks and challenges and just taking on more and not to avoid the discomfort of that or to avoid something because you don't have the answers because you literally never will. That's kind of the whole point. That's what we've signed ourselves up for. And the things that don't work out won't won't break your business and they don't mean anything about you. Every single entrepreneur, anybody that has the bigger business absolutely has a laundry list of things that didn't go according to what they thought. But the difference is, is that the bigger the business, they plan for things not going according to plan. They have contingencies. And yeah, I want more of us to really not use those things against ourselves and instead say, how can I build up my capacity for, you know, Going on, it's almost the equivalent of going on a trip and not knowing what the weather is going to be like because that's just what it is sometimes. But one thing I will say is that starts to become almost like a familiar friend. Like I think about when I feel scared or I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so many details. Like, should I, I don't know, like, should I do this? And then I'm like, oh, okay, I know what that is. That's just like me growing. Like I felt this before in different capacities. So when that feeling comes up or the self-doubt or all of that comes up, I'm just like, I've been here before, but just in a different way. It doesn't mean I'm doing anything wrong. I know future me is going to be so proud of me, however this turns out. And it's almost like I said, it's like a familiar friend, like a familiar visitor that you know that you're heading in the direction of growth if this friend visits, this friend being like discomfort. And I've I've learned to befriend it rather than see it as like, oh my God, here's self-doubt again. Like, oh my God, here's fear again. It's like, nope, self-doubt and fear are just knocking on the door being like, hi, we're here. We're scared, <laughs> right? And that's sometimes that's all I do. I'm just like, it's okay. I'm just scared. Like, is it actually all these fears or am I just scared? And that's helped me a lot in making big, scary decisions, investments, 
all of that is do I actually have all these fears or am I just scared? So that's another piece of advice that will leave you in because I think sometimes just acknowledging that fear is just something to befriend. It's going to be present. Self-doubt is also, it's just going to be present. Like as you grow, then when you acknowledge it, all the other things you think are problems, you'll start to see like, is it actually a problem or am I just scared? Is it just a problem or am I experiencing self-doubt? So I'll leave that with you guys. I'd love to hear like what stood out for you because I really just want like my, I think about my community and like how hard we are on ourselves and how much more we would go for if we didn't have ourselves to worry about in terms of being our own worst enemy (laughs) or feeling like we have to do everything perfectly. So I hope this helped you today. And if this did, please share, screenshot the episode, share it, tag me, write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, rate it. It helps other people find it. And I will see you on the next episode. Now, if you have listened to this entire episode and you are thinking about working with me as your one-on-one mentor for six months, you can learn more and apply at marielladelamora.com. There you'll find dozens of client success stories from business to leadership coaching, which will give you an idea of what you can expect, the range of clients I work with, and my coaching style.